Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Early Parenting Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you today's episode. I had the opportunity to talk to Nikki from Dear Mama Project, who is a matrescence educator, and she allows you to help to see motherhood as an opportunity to transform. And I tell you what, I think I was a little bit transformed in today's episode. I think that this episode is a must listen for every single mother, no matter where you are in your journey, whether you are pregnant, whether you have just become a mum, or whether you're about to welcome your third or fourth or wherever you are. If you have four-year-old children, it is just such an important topic, the whole concept of matrescence. And that's something that Nikki speaks about so eloquently. And I'm really excited for you to dive in. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast, where we help you navigate the somewhat tricky world of parenthood so you can love the crap out of being a mama. I'm your host, Jen Butler, and I'm an early parenting consultant and a mama of two busy, busy boys. Join me as I explore all things early parenting and deliver them to you in toddler-friendly, bite-sized lessons. Because let's be honest, your toddler is probably smothering pseudo-cream on the wall as we speak. I'll be dropping my hottest tips on baby and toddler sleep, feeding, boobs, behavior, and so much more. Are you ready to feel confident in motherhood? Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Nikki. Lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you on here. Before we've started recording, we've been having a bit of a chat about this very important topic. But before we dive into all of that, I thought we would start by having a bit of a chat about who you are and what you are all about. Thank you. Um, Well, my name's Nikki. I'm a mum of one four-year-old boy, married to my lovely husband, Darren, and I live on the Gold Coast. I... I am a matrescence educator and a women's life cycle guide, and I'll explain a little bit about what that actually is because if you haven't heard about matrescence before, you might be like, what? (laughs) What is that? Um, But to put it all into perspective, I'll share a little bit about my story and how I came to sort of learn about matrescence. Son in 2016, and I was really excited to become a mum and was very focused on the birth. I was really sort of the energy into what my birth was going to be like and watching different movies and writing out my birth plan and, and putting all of this effort into that experience. And I really didn't give a lot of thought to what would actually happen to me after my son was here. We were just chatting about it before we started recording that there's so much that happens in early motherhood. And when you're going into this transition of becoming a mother, that's not really spoken about during pregnancy and that you don't really kind of give a lot of thought to whilst you're pregnant. And then all of a sudden, once baby's here and you're going through this really big transition, there's all these sort of other parts of becoming a mother that you're finding out about and that you hadn't really prepared for. And that was definitely my journey. I found early motherhood quite confronting and quite challenging, particularly because before I became a mom, I was really focused on my career. It was a big part of my identity. I'd worked really hard since I left school to reach a certain level in my career. And I'd gotten to a point where 
I was really happy with what I had achieved. I had a job where I had a bit of responsibility and that I was, I felt important through my job is basically the best way to say it. And that's like a really horrible thing to admit about yourself, but it really gave me my self-worth and made me feel good about myself because I would go to work and I was like, respected in my profession and I'd go to meetings and people would care about what I thought and it just became this big part of my identity that I was this career lady. Then when I became a mum, it was a totally different experience. I suddenly didn't have this career to identify with. I was in a new job as a mum, which comes with no training manual. Your boss is not very good at communicating. The feedback is not always great. And so for me, that was a really big transition because all of my self-worth and my identity had been wrapped up in what I did for a career and suddenly that was gone. So I ended up having a little bit of a challenging time as a new mum. I was also in a new town and separated from my friends and family. So I spent quite a lot of time by myself and that really impacted my experience as a mum too. So I found that first year incredibly challenging because I was going through adjusting to this new role, which doesn't come with a training manual, and also sort of recreating my identity and my sense of self and my self-worth because it had been so tied up in these external things. About 12 months after my son was born, I started a meetup community for mums and that pretty quickly spread across Australia. And I did that for three years. It was acquired by the Centre of Perinatal Excellence or COPE Mm -hmm. at the start of this year and is now a part of their national not-for-profit that supports parents through the mental and emotional challenges of becoming a parent. And through that process of doing Mama Tribe, I one day was getting a newsletter ready for Mama Tribe and someone sent me a link to this YouTube video about matrescence and I watched it and it changed everything for me because I always felt that experience I'd gone through as a new mom where I was struggling with my identity and I didn't know who I was anymore and I was trying to redefine what life was all about for me and I went through some really big soul searching at that time. I always felt like that was just me, that maybe I was just a little bit weird because nobody was really talking about it. And then I watched this TED Talk and heard about matrescence And suddenly everything made sense. So the best way to start to explain it or to start to think about it is matrescence is like adolescence. So when a child becomes an adult, they go through a process called adolescence and it involves change across every single aspect of their life all at once. So they're changing their peer groups, their bodies are changing, how they feel about themselves is changing. They're trying to figure out their place in the world. They might be going through hormonal breakouts. They might be trying to navigate changing relationships with their parents. There's all of this change happening all at once and it's really confronting and we know that about teenagers, we can think about that ourselves. You know, we might have been a bit moody, might have just felt like really overwhelmed by all of the change we were going through all at once. And it's the same thing with matrescence. When we go from being a woman to being a mother, we go through this huge, huge massive, I can't even think of a word that's bigger than massive, but it's just this enormous shift in every single aspect of our lives. And it happens in a really condensed period of time. And that's why it feels so overwhelming. 
And when we don't understand that that's happening to us, we can't really navigate it as smoothly. I mean, it's never going to be completely smooth, but it's more challenging when we don't have an understanding of what matrescence is and, and how this feels. So that's basically what I do now is I help women understand what what is that transition period like when you become a mum and how can we best support it so that you can navigate that transition as smoothly as possible, but even more so, so you can lean into it as a process of really deciding and defining for yourself, what do I want now? Now that I'm a mum, now that I've gone through this really big shift, who do I want to be? What's important for me? And I think that's really important as well, because otherwise we feel a heap of pressure to go back to what we were doing before to bounce back in inverted commas to, oh, yeah, we both obviously share a mutual <laughs> disgust of that word, um, to go back to that old version of ourselves. And when we have that pressure just to go back, we miss out on this really beautiful experience of transformation and change and growth that we get when we become mothers. So yeah, I'm super, super passionate about it. And that's what I do now. Oh, that it was just like the best explanation. And like, it was actually <laughs> making me really teary as I was listening to it because I was transported back to 2015 in becoming a mum. I said to Nikki before we started recording, I fought, I fought it. Like if I had understood that this was something that was so normal and experienced by more women where I was like, who am I? What is this? And there's so many similarities in your stories with like the isolation and having no family and friends nearby and just like all these compounding factors along with the fact that going into your first baby, you usually are coming off your career. You, you've been working full time and to be able to define it as that reinventing yourself like you do when you're an adolescent. I haven't actually heard of matrescence compared to adolescence. And I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense is like how difficult it is to find yourself as an adolescent. Compare that to finding yourself as a mum. Mm. Like every mother goes through it to some degree, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah. And that concept of matrescence like adolescence comes from an incredible woman in America called Dr. Aurelie Athens. She's a researcher, psychologist, and professor at Columbia University. Mm. And she is the one who has given us this, this word. The word was first coined in the 1970s by an anthropologist, Dr. Dana Raphael. But Aurelie was the one who found that word buried in the textbooks and then actually started researching what happens to a woman when she becomes a mother because for a long time there has been no scientific evidence to back up what happens. We've all known this yeah. is really big, but there's been no sort of scientific evidence to support that this transition is huge and Aurelie was the one who went and did that. And so we owe her so much that we now have this word because, as you said, without this word we fight it and I think we all do a little bit of that anyway. You know, we try and resist the change, but also we think there must be something wrong with us. And that's totally was my experience. I was like, it must be me that, that there's something wrong with me that I'm changing this much. And that's, again, just really sad because we miss out on so much and we put ourselves through the ringer when we think that this is our fault and there's something wrong with us if we're not who we were before. Like it's completely normal to change through motherhood and it's actually really beautiful. Yeah. And and really, we can't not change. Like our lives are changed forevermore when we become mothers. We we have this little person that, I mean, I look back to pre-mother Jen and, you know, you're 
quote unquote, living your best life because it's just all about you and your partner. And that's another rebirth, isn't it? Like how you were saying before with the adolescence, like the changes with your parents. And I think the changes with your partner, it's not just part, you know, like it's just that oh, there's just so many changes that happens when you become a parent and you're never going to go back to what it was like beforehand, are you? So you've really got to learn to embrace it. This is the change and it's a wonderful change. Yeah, and I think what you've just spoken about is really important to talk about as well because, yes, it is really wonderful, but there's also grief in this change as well and that needs to be acknowledged as well. Like we can't just go, oh, fa-la-la-la, you know, skip up into the rainbow. Like it's it's actually, this is really hard and there's going to be parts of this that are really challenging and that are going to require a process of acknowledging that then there may be grief there as well. And I think that's the same with any big change, you know, thinking back to adolescence, there might have been times where you were really grieving for the simplicity of being a child and suddenly you're dealing with all these new challenges and situations that might have been really difficult at that time. But we can see in hindsight that it was a growth process and that it was moving us forward and that we were becoming more of ourselves and we were reaching a new stage in our development. It's the same thing with matrescence. There's going to be some parts of it that are really hard, but it's a growth process. It is moving us forward. I think this is going to lead very nicely into us talking about something that I was going to ask you. What do you think gets in the way of women embracing matrescence? Like what is stopping us from just rolling into this understanding and transition of motherhood, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know? Okay. So I think there's a few layers to this question. So the first thing I think is that matrescence as a idea or concept or a framework for us to understand the transition into motherhood is still relatively new. So it has gained a lot of momentum even just over the last few years. But in terms of it being a part of our language amongst midwives, obstetricians, maternal health nurses, psychologists, social workers, it's still not really a part of our vocabulary there. So a lot of the time women aren't hearing about matrescence and they therefore don't have like a framework to understand their transition into motherhood and without that as we've spoken about you can really be navigating this journey like in the dark without a map and you will then potentially think oh there must be something wrong with me that I'm not adjusting to this as quickly or I'm not enjoying this as much as I should be or whatever sort of version of of that story. So I think that we have a long way to go in terms of women being introduced to the fact that when you become a mother, this isn't just about a baby being born. This is about you being reborn as well. And when you're going through that rebirth, there's going to be parts of it that are really challenging and that are going to require more support for you as an individual, as a woman, not just as a mother. So I think that's one really big piece. And then the support to back it up because awareness is one thing but you actually need help to navigate this and not just help in terms of the baby, help in terms of you as a woman who is undergoing a very significant life transition, transformation, where there is both gifts and challenges. I think that's one sort of piece. The other thing I think it's really important to acknowledge is that socially and culturally motherhood and mothers are very undervalued by our society, yet they are expected 
to do a lot more than is actually possible for one individual person to achieve. When we become a mother, we are put into a new group in society, motherhood, mothers, and we therefore become judged or held to account to the social ideals of what it means to be a mother. And those social ideals in our culture, and I'm, I'm saying our culture is in Australian Western culture, are impossible and set women up for failure. So we have very unrealistic standards of motherhood. And because we enter into motherhood unaware that these social ideals or um, constructs are there, we go, oh, everyone must be able to, to do this. You know, I should be able to work and run a family and get to the gym and be doing educational activities and be a Pinterest mum and <laughs> all of this stuff when those are the messages that we're receiving from society, but they're not actually realistic. So I think that a lot of the time we are putting ourselves under huge pressure to achieve ideals that are impossible. And it's really important for us to stand back and actually start to look at motherhood as a group in society and how unsupported that can be and then start to really sort of separate ourselves from any of the messages that we get around what it means to be a good mother. I don't know if you've been through this, Jen. When I became a mom, I was running myself ragged, burning myself out, trying to do everything that I thought it meant to be a, in inverted commas, good mother, before I finally realized that being a good mother actually meant aligning to my values yes. and making the decisions that were best for me and my family not what I thought was going to get me more pats on the head from Susan down the road or whatever. There does come a point for every mother and for every woman where she has to decide for herself what does, in inverted commas, a good mother mean to me because we can't just accept the version that we're shown by Instagram or by whoever else because it's impossible to meet. That just uh, like, I think without even meaning to, this is something that I have just been passionately talking about for such a long time of just being like, I am so sick of trying to live up to this expectation of what you're supposed to do as a mother. And there's a lot of, when you become a mum, you become bottom of the pecking order. Mm -hmm. And if you are to be a quote unquote good mum, everything you do must be done to make sure that your baby, your family is at the top priority. I mean, we all want that, but it doesn't mean this martyrdom or martyrhood, whatever that word is, where you become nothing, like and none of your needs matter. And this is what actually, before we were recording, I was talking about this post that I shared earlier on in the week, how I was just talking about how happiness looks different. And, and this is kind of what I'm alluding to. And this has taken me a long time. Like I did not get born into motherhood and come to this acceptance. My boys are five and a half and three and a half now. And it took a lot of years of building my own self-confidence in knowing that I'm a bloody good mum, but do I ever pull up crafts for the boys? No. I know that sounds like a, such a silly oh. comparison. <laughs> I used to be like, oh, I don't want to do crafts. But then I would look at, as you said, Instagram or somewhere and I'd be like, oh, but I should be. And this little, you know, the devil on your shoulder, that mm -hmm. little friend over here that isn't your friend at all and just tells you horrible things about yourself. 
would be like if you don't like to bake or if you don't like to you know do crafts with your toddler that you are not doing motherhood right you know Mm-hmm. And this is what it's built, this confidence of me being like, no, because that's not how necessarily we play, but we play in other wonderful ways. And, you know, we sing, and we make up songs and we, you know, like we all, I always talk about how we all have our pros and cons and things like that. And it's such a battle of what society makes us feel. It's like, oh, you put your child in childcare, do you? Like versus oh you're not returning to work oh yeah it doesn't matter what you do and it's like well what your values are does Mm -hmm. not have to meet the values of Susan down the road or whatever (laughs) it's what makes you happy yeah so true and I think talking about the values going and doing that work of understanding what's actually important to me really helps you deal with that comparison because it is so rife And when you get really clear about what's important to you and you start making decisions from there, it's a lot easier to kind of navigate those, you know, as you said, devil on your shoulder moments that say, well, you know, a good mum would be doing this or a good mum would be doing that. You can go, actually, that's not really important to me. This is what's important to me. And those are the decisions that I'm making. And this is the thing. I think we all go through that experience at the start of trying to do everything and trying to get it right. And then we'll have a burnout moment or we just realize it's not possible. And in terms of snarky comments and things like that, understanding that we're all being sort of indoctrinated into this idea of motherhood and the social rules and ideas that come with that and the system that they were that we're under the the way that motherhood is for us it's a patriarchal motherhood like it's a version of motherhood where as you said we are self-sacrificing martyrs for our children and that's how we're a good woman good mother and when you stand back from that and you go well who is that actually benefiting because it's not me Mm -hmm. and it's not my kids, because when I do that, when I self-sacrifice myself, when I give nothing to myself, do I show up as the best mum that I want to be? Am I aligned to my values? Am I being true to myself? Am I role modelling for my children what I want for them, particularly if they're girls? You know, if we've got Mm -hmm. little girls, is this what I want them to think that it means if when they become a mother that they have to give up everything? no. Okay. Well then that's not true for me. So what is true for me? And this is what I love about matrescence because you get to this point where you're like, that is not true for me. I have been living this life. I've been told that being a woman means this. I've been told that I have to have this career. I've been told that I have to live this way or that this is, I have to be a good girl and I have to be like this in my friendships or in my relationships or with my parents. And then you get to this moment where you're like, but what's true for me? Like, Mm -hmm. what's my truth? And that's the part that I'm just like, yes, because we can then go, okay, well, this is my chance to say, this is what I want. This is who I am. No more hiding no more pretending, no more trying to be someone else. Like this is me now I'm being reborn and I'm going to step into this. And we have this extra oomph behind us because we've got these little eyes that are watching us and we're like, I don't want this for you. So I want to step up and create something that feels good for me, but also shows you what it means to like to be alive and to live your life and to be true to yourself. So that's why I am so passionate about this work because That's what we need is more women and more mothers who are living from that place and giving a bit of the, I want to say, give the bird to like the patriarchal like definition of motherhood and say, no, no, thank you. That's not for me. Preach sister. (laughs) 
I get off the soapbox now. Oh, I'm I'm jumping up with you. <laughs> I'm getting up there. Yeah. But this like this is what I mean is I think I've been talking a lot about this and this is something I just feel very no, no one is telling you other than yourself that and, and like society and this patriarchy and all of these things about the things that you should do. Like your values are so individual to you. Yeah. And I think you saying that you identify in that work would be such an important thing for every mother to do. Yeah, definitely. And also just on your point before around like the women monitoring each other, that's because we're all in this system of patriarchal motherhood where we then go, well, if I have to stay to these rules, then you do too. And we will kind of like keep each other in this system. So when you see people who are doing that, it's got nothing to do with you and everything to do with the rules that that person has for themselves, that they're not ready yet to step out of that and to define what it means for themselves. So when we see people that are doing that, it's like, oh, love and compassion to you Mm. for, for being where you are right now. And I hope that you can see another way for yourself soon, because that sucks to be Mm. in that place. It sucks to be in the place where you're like, I'm not allowed to do this and I have to self-sacrifice. Like I remember seeing it even with in early motherhood, you know, oh, well, this lady's back at work and this lady goes to the gym and this lady does this and she's not doing whatever. And it's all because we're monitoring each other because we're stuck in this system of thinking that this is what it means to be a, in inverted commas, good mother. So yeah. we're judging each other against it. So breaking free of that is liberating. Like it's empowering to, to as we said, go and ask ourselves those big questions and to then feel more confident when someone is going, well, you're not allowed to do that. You can go, well, actually I am. Let mm. me be the example of what it means to live a liberated and free and empowered life because you don't have to choose that. You can choose something else for yourself. Yeah, that is just such a truth that I hope everyone listening is going to be feeling very inspired right now to start to look at this, which leads me on to our next question. If there was some things that my listeners could do to start to embrace matrescence because like it does you don't have to be a brand spanking new mum you could be three kids in before you've even thought about any of this like to be honest even I'm sitting here going look I've probably made a lot of changes in the last five years compared to you know early mum gen that I've stepped into but there's still probably a lot that I could afford to reflect on and step into and change and really own, I think that's probably the thing where I'd be like, even I could be stepping into it more. So have you got any tips on what women can be doing to start to look at these changes and reflect? Yeah. um, I think awareness is like the first step of anything. So just listening to this podcast episode, learning more about matrescence and just understanding that this is a really big shift is a huge first step because Mm. that opens the door to then going, okay, well, what am I going to do with this? Like what next for me, which is the really exciting part. So in terms of really sort of discovering what this means for you. I think it's important to acknowledge that everyone goes through matrescence, but their experience of it will be unique to them. We'll all have our own journey. Then it's about looking at your life and looking at the lessons that have been presented, starting to work with and dig into those big questions that we were just talking about before, like 
okay, well, what does this mean for me? Like, what have I identified with before and what's true for me now? And where are the parts that I need to let go of some things and embrace others? I do programs around that. So you can check out my stuff there if that's of interest to you. But it's really an inner journey, matrescence. Like it's not looking outside of yourself for answers. This is about going inside looking at your own life, your own journey up till now, even going back and starting to think about what are all of the rules I've been living by up until now and are they still true for me now? Do I want to keep those or do I want to let them go and replace them with more empowering beliefs? So it's a really big inner journey and I love it. I'm obsessed Mm. with it. (laughs) And as you said, this is not a new mum thing. This is an any mother thing. This can be something that you do 20 years after you've had your first child. It's, It's a process that you can go through. And I think there are many mothers who are further down the track with their, with their motherhood journey who have missed this step and are still looking to do this work. So yeah, it's for everyone opens me up to the whole have I really thought about yeah exactly what what like I you know you roughly know but to actually sit down it's it's sort of like you know how you sort of think about these things but when you actually stop and say properly reflect you know do a course like write it down what whatever that looks like go through a process and not just let one of the you know millions of thoughts that float into our head just come and go I think that this is such a great starting point is this awareness yeah I think it's going to start to plant a seed whoever listens to this episode is going to be thinking wow what do I stand for and what what is my version of happy like you know and that version like that those questions change you know they change as we go through our journey and the different phases and stages of motherhood and of womanhood and our relationships and all of these different things so really it's about learning the skills to be able to continuously do this and say what's true for me today what's true for me today and because we do change and I think that's also really important because I know that there are a lot of women who go through this experience and then feel really guilty for changing like oh it's bad if I change but it's really good if you change because it means that you're growing and you're going to be growing your whole life so things are going to change for you the rules that you have or the the things that you're aiming for are in this constant stage of growth and transformation and it's beautiful when Mm. we look at it that way. And I've always said, you know, I always say to my husband, I never want to look back at these early years and feel like I, I don't know, like regret anything or missed out, you know, but I think doing this work will stop you from doing that because you know where you're at in each of the journeys, like wherever you're at, that you'll be comfortable in what decisions you've made. And so you'd be like, no, I actually did the work to know that I stayed true to myself in that moment. Like I'm about to go into life with a school age child and I'm sort of like ticking over. I'm thinking, all right, Nikki, I'm going to be getting in touch with you after this. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny needs to do some matrescence work. (laughs) But like, it's because there's so many different phases that I'm still, I swear there's still things that I've probably not fully embraced. And I want to, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to look back at this time in our life and feel like, oh, I wish I'd done things differently because Mm -hmm. I think there's, I'm comfortable in where we're at, but I want to know that I actually did that work to know this is why you did it, Jen. This is what you stand for. And yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Definitely. And as you said, yeah, yay. (laughs) Let's go like do something amazing. I was going to say after this, we're going to finish recording and we're going to dive in. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, you just hit the nail on the head. It's about like really understanding yourself and your choices and standing firmly in those and being comfortable that you're doing what's true for you. And it's just being intentional with this experience and trying to be really clear about what you want and making sure that you're not living your life for other people, that you're living your life for yourself. That is the pinnacle of it all, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because we often live for other people and not for ourselves. I think that is, oh, Nikki, this has been so incredible. I'm so grateful that we got this chance to chat. And I actually think it's probably a piece of the puzzle in like the early parenting space and word. like you mentioned it before, people aren't talking about it. Like I'm a maternal and child health nurse. I would have never mentioned the word matrescence to a new mum. Mm-hmm. I'm only just new to it, to be honest. And mm-hmm. That needs to change. Like this is this is such an important conversation to be introducing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just think it's so, such important work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. Planting that little seed yes. that this is a thing, I think would go such a long way. Ugh. Tell me, tell my listeners, where can we find more information? <laughs> um, <laughs> We're all hungry for it now. <laughs> I have a podcast called Dear Mama and I talk about matrescence and I share women's stories of matrescence. I think that's a really beautiful mm-hmm. thing as well is to hear other women's stories because it lets us know that we're not alone and helps us understand that everyone's going through this and whilst our journeys may be different, we're often you know, going through the same challenges so I think that's a, a beautiful place to start. I have a website, um, dearmamaproject.com. I'm also on Instagram at dearmamaproject. And those are really great places to find me. I run some programs around this work. I have another one that's starting in January, no, not January, February, March, 2021. Yeah, that would be probably the best place to find me. Wonderful. Well, I'm sure everyone's going to be tracking you down. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and introducing everyone to this super important concept. And I know it's something that I'm going to be sharing and letting people know where they can find more information from yourself. I teach so much about this is how we feed. This is how we set, like, you know, all of those super important things. But this is an element that is so important. Let's look at mum because it is not something that anyone even really thought about or talked about with me. And it was definitely the missing piece of the puzzle in me becoming a mum for sure. Definitely. And for baby and the family to be well, mum needs to be well and supported. And unfortunately, that's been something that's been missing for a really long time. So yeah, I'm very excited about it too. And hopefully this will be a part of everyone's vocabulary when they're Mm. becoming mothers and, and going through that journey in the not too distant future. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the episode, Mama. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share the episode with a friend, with your mother's group, or tag me at Jen Butler Early Parenting on Instagram. The more that know about this podcast, the more people I can help. If you're looking for support that is personalized for your babe and tailored to your family's needs, then make sure to head on over to my website, www.jenniferbutler.com.au and check out how we can work together so you can move through motherhood with confidence. Catch you in the next episode, mama.